and trains, and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, we got to walk home. Walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesworth. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, episode 18. So glad you found us. Want to remind you guys that you can listen to us on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. In addition to that, you can tweet me at Wade's Word. I'm a very active tweeter. Uh, You can look me up on the gram, dwade909. And, of course, you can join or like the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group. We'd love you to join that group. In addition to that, you can like the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page. Want to thank you guys so much for subscribing, for sharing, for jumping aboard, and uh, telling your friends all over the country because we have listeners literally from all over the country, and it's been uh, sort of scary and exciting all at the same time to think that what we do here is uh, it, you know people from all around the country are having a chance to listen to. Obviously, I'm one locally here in the city of Houston, but just to reach out and and affect people or, li- or have people listen from all over the country is very exciting. And I say we because one of the we's who frequently does the show is my partner, my brother, my baby brother, Biscuit. Biscuit is in the house. How are you, Biscuit? I'm doing outstanding. Well, let's not waste time. Let's get into the headlines. Since the last time we've been on, big, big weekend, the draft, the NFL draft. Uh, big here in the city of Houston, also big because the Chicago Bears moved up one spot to take the first quarterback in the draft, Mitchell Trubisky. They flip-flopped one spot with the San Francisco 49ers and in the process gave up their first-round pick this year along with a third and fourth-round pick this year and a third-round pick next year. So a lot went into that, and we'll chop that up and dissect that a little bit later on. Also, the Texans, uh, they got into the quarterback business as well. They swapped first-round picks with the Cleveland Browns to select Deshaun Watson. The Texans moved up to 12 from the 25th spot, uh, throwing in a first-round pick in 2018. So now the Browns, because of a couple of trades that have taken place, uh, have traded uh, their first and second-round picks next year to the Cleveland Browns. A couple other things I want to get into, shifting gears. Uh, In the NBA, Paul Pierce's career came to an end with the elimination of the Los Angeles Clippers from the NBA playoffs. 19 years in the league, he is a 10-time All-Star. Averaged 19.7 points per game, 15th all-time in scoring in the NBA. You a Paul Pierce guy? I used to be um, when he had some when he was the truth and he had some game left, but I think he he stayed on a, a couple, two or three or four years too long. Well, and you must be going having fits about Vince Carter coming back for his twentieth. Well, Vince still is an integral part of a team, though. I mean, he still gets a lot of minutes with the Memphis Grizzlies, so I don't necessarily have a problem with Vince. I mean, obviously, Vince isn't the the player who could jump out of the gym like he used to. Uh, he's not as exciting. He's not as dynamic, but he's able to. He's changed his game, and he's able to to sustain himself in in the league. And I think Paul Pierce just just dropped off. He's a volume shooter. He's one of those isolation '90s, you know, mid '90s, early 2000s uh, players that that got their game just by isolation and and making plays yeah, that way. And Paul Pierce, to me, Paul Pierce is 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 in that category, of guys. That while I appreciate them and I appreciate what they do. Not a big fan. Not a big fan of, and, and almost like a Carmelo kind of guy. Not, I like the dynamic scores like the Kobe's and the Jordans. Or, I'm, you know, I'm sure my age, mm-hmm. I like the the big men. I like the big men with the, that can play with their back to the basket and kind of dominate down low. And so, you know, those guys are. are I mean, again, they're special guys in the NBA. Just never been a huge Paul Pierce guy. Maybe I liked him a lot more when he was at Kansas, but that was a long time right. Ago. But I mean, I liked him. I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed him, especially right before the big three got together and right after Antoine Walker left. Those teams where he was really the dominating force of that team, I, I really enjoyed. But after you know Kevin Garnett and Rajon Rondo and all the you know the big all the three, stuff that went with all of that, yeah, yeah. I, I get a big it. Fan. He'll go down as a, I mean, a real big 
guy in Boston, I think. Hall of Famer? Yeah, of course he's Hall of Famer. Yeah, but then you talk about the Basketball Hall of Fame. They say that anybody in the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's not a slight on him, even if it was a more selective. Again, this guy is a 15th all-time scorer, and you think about what that means in the context of uh, all the greats that have played in this game. Right. Although, I will say this. I, I, wanted somebody, I want somebody to do a stat of how many points these guys would have if you took away – I guess it's easy enough to figure out, but how many three-point baskets they made and just take a point off of every three-pointer made. Why? Because some of the guys, <laughs> from, some of the guys in the, from the old days, okay, when you say a guy like like Wilt, okay, so even with his astronomical numbers, never hit a three-pointer in his career because it was not a part of the game. Look and he barely hit other, any free throws either. But okay, but I'm saying or other guys like Oscar Robinson or other guys who could have made outside shots, but those those didn't count for the extra. I, I'm I mean it, I, I it understand me. what you're saying, that, but that's like saying okay, well let's let's talk let's inflate the numbers for those players who didn't play 82 games. Let's inflate their numbers because they didn't play as many games as anybody everybody well, else. Well, no, I think that you can do that in football too. When you think about uh, all the running backs who got those yards in 12 games. As opposed to sixteen look, games. You, I mean, I'm just saying, the, the just thing, for the sake the thing of about argument. It, the thing about it is, you 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 can't compare errors. Everybody always talks about that. You can't no, compare. you can't compare that. If you just take away all the three point baskets and say convert them into two point baskets, I'm not saying take all the three pointers away. Just take away one point and see. From just, just are you an asterisk guy in baseball? Is, no, this is not an asterisk. The situation it's a, it's a bar conversation. Is what it is essentially. Because what it does is it it artificially makes guys great who aren't as great as the great guys who were great. And well, I mean, if you okay, understand you what I'm Will, saying. Will Chamberlain didn't play against any, okay, well, okay. any guys as tall as him a, or as okay. big as him but or as strong as him. I'm having more so of a discussion. I, I threw Will because that was the first name that came to mind. But I'm saying, you, you talk, I talk about you're not, able to, you're not able to compare errors because these guys now, they're bigger, stronger. They know more about I'm, I'm not even being healthy. And, errors. I'm just saying. If you take that, but that's ex- exactly what you're doing. You're saying, okay, if these guys I in just this era had say, the three no, point, just, before I, and after the three point era. Is I don't, what you're I'm not about. doing it to prove a point. I'm just uh, well, actually, you can prove a point. And the point being, if that, you're not doing it to prove a point, then why do it? You do it be- just to see, get a, a fresh perspective on what the three pointer has done for certain guys. I mean, because I'll give you an example. Okay. I will give you an example. Okay, I will give you an example. Modern day example. If Steph, if all the Steph Curry's three pointers were twos, he wouldn't be the MVP. He wouldn't be the MVP because he's a prolific three pointer. And if, if and if if was a I pick, know, we'd I all know, be but I'm, I'm saying I'm for just out of interest. It will be an interesting thing. I, I know people understand. What I mean, I'm he saying. can still shoot. He's not. I mean, you move right. the three point so, line, he can still shoot. He would shake a higher percentage. But shots. they didn't have it available to them. Is what I'm saying. I understand so, that. Uh, also, in the headlines, in the most one of the most exciting heavyweight fights in recent history. Really. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I saw the highlights. Like I what, mean, three really, or four? Yeah, like it the, was the most exciting going into heavyweight. It, really? No, not going into the fight itself. Oh, okay. Think yeah. about the heavyweight division. It's no, it's I know trash. It's, it's very trash. And people don't know this, but he KO Vladimir Klitschko, uh, and Klitschko, uh, Klitschko. Let me make sure I say it right, because I want to say this name too much longer because he's forty-one years old and his career is coming. To an end after right. a nine and a half year reign as heavyweight champ, he lost it to Tyson Fury, who and I'll slightly delve into Tyson Fury. You know, obviously he won the heavyweight championship from Vladimir Klitschko and was unable to. He sort of spun out of control mentally. He's having a lot of mental health issues. He he's out there, and, and but he did go online to say, "Hey, my weight is ballooned, and I've been out of sorts." And it's because, you know, mentally I've, I've not wanted to live. And now I've gotten help and I'm coming back and, and blah, blah, blah. And whether he comes back or not. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I like that on the end. Well, I'm just saying, whatever he said, it was a long statement. But I, I do think, and I'm glad he did that for all the folks who were suffering with uh, mental health issues. Just say, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, you can look at my exterior, but you don't know the battle that I've been going through. Right. Because so many times, you know, they, you know, these guys get demolished. And people, a lot of people in the public guy, and you never really know. I'm glad he put that out there. Uh, but let's go back to the fight. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Joseph KO'd uh, Joshua. Vla- Joshua, Anthony Joshua. Uh, KO Vladimir Klitschko uh, to retain his WA, uh, WBA heavyweight title, which w- he was awarded after it was vacated by Tyson Fury. Right. Uh, 19 and 0 for this guy. 
19 KOs, uh, and he's 6'6". It was amazing. I don't know if you ever seen – did you ever see clips of it? Yeah, I saw clips of it. And, and I, he, he, I mean, you're talking about I – mean, and I think almost you need to go with a super heavyweight division because – you look at some of the guys, like, I mean, these guys, 250, 260, two, you know, in their mid-240s. And, you know, not so long ago, you had Tyson at, what, 226? You had Holyfield at 208 fighting in a heavyweight fight at 208? Well, I mean, you still had George Foreman, who was around 230, 240 when he was fighting. You had oh, you're talking about guys. in the comeback? Yeah, in the comeback. In, in the, the comeback. comeback, yeah, he was in around. In the comeback, yeah. And, you know, Buster Douglas and uh, Riddick but Buster Douglas, Buster Douglas, I don't think we ever topped. I mean, outside of the ring, but at his when he at his natural best yeah, fighting weight, he big was big guy. He he was about two thirty, man. I don't think he was that much bigger than that. I mean, again, I mean that's that's still in the in the range. But I'm saying these guys now, Gargantuan, Dante Wilder, and 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 the Klitschko's well one with Vlad, which again I, they may they very may well be a, a rematch in that fight, and, and that'll be fun to see. But I'm I'm just hoping that. Although Joshua is an Englishman, mm-hmm. it's getting closer to America. And if for boxing to be relevant, I think you need that heavyweight champion to be somebody that's charismatic and American. <laughs> I, 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 I agree uh, to a certain extent, but who's the number one contender right now? Deontay Wilder. I have no idea who he is. Well, I mean, he's out there. You're not a fight fan, so you don't you don't get. A but that's the see. thing, though. If if it, boxing wants to be a, a bigger sport, there has to be. Uh, connection there. It has okay, to be- but uh, but the PBC series has done a great job of putting boxing back on free television. Oh, Deontay Wilder, Wilder uh, has play, fought on on television a lot on free television, like CBS, NBC free. You know, I think that they've done a good job. And, and again, it's hard because I think the regiment and the scheduling of boxing. Uh, it, it is is such that these guys you don't know when the, the guys are fighting. Uh, publicity well, I, I, is hard to come by. Certain fights still aren't being made. Then you have guys like I mean, the top guys in boxing. You know, you talk about boxing it's a, with a huge fight coming up this weekend on Cinco. Well, I guess the day after Cinco de Mayo uh, with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. versus uh, Canelo Alvarez. That is going to be a heck of a fight. Uh, but again, you know, Canelo is a devastating young fighter. Obviously, he got beaten uh, by Mayweather. Uh, and again, he's still really young. I mean, right. But he's been I, in the game I think, a long I think time. You can't go. You can't bet against Canelo. I mean, he's well, yeah. Him. I think. I think that talking about boxing, you have the advent of UFC coming in, taking viewers, taking taking market share. Uh, those guys always lose, though. Like you'll have a champion, and he'll lose, and then he'll come back, and he'll lose again, or he'll win. And these guys are never. You know, nineteen and 0, 15 and zero. You had Anderson Silva for a while, who who, who won. Yeah, a I, yeah, bunch but I don't. Yeah, I care nothing about UFC, and I don't. Think- when you talk, but when you talk about boxing, this is what you get. Now, I haven't seen Joshua other than the highlights. Now, I'm excited for his next fight because now I know he's nineteen and zero, and every fight he's fought, he's won by knockout. I'm excited for his next fight. I I, I want to see it because he has this record of nineteen and zero. That that's amazing. At, at this point in time in boxing. So you can really push that. You can really take a look at that and say, wow, put this guy on a pedestal, and he just got to keep winning, and boxing will come back based Even on though the he's 19-0. an Englishman. Even though he's I, an Englishman. He's an Afro-Englishman, Afro I guess. Is that a thing? I don't an know. Afro-Brit. I mean, he's black. Now, I don't know how you how to say that, but he's black. You know, he's he chiseled out of stone. So it, it could help. Uh, let's hope that he's charismatic and and he can bring his show. Maybe they can fly him over. He can do some late night television and and, and sort of do the circuit that uh, some of the other guys do. They had ninety thousand in Wembley Stadium for that, so he's big there. He's yeah. huge there. Uh, so uh, that's something to keep an eye out on. I, I wish we could talk more boxing all the time, uh, but also finally uh, in headlines. Although we can go more and more headlines, but uh, Larry Bird steps down as the uh, the head of uh, the GM for the Indiana Pacers. And uh, it looks like I, I bet you, man, that whole franchise is gonna fall apart. Although you know what, through the years that they, they, you know, they've not been awful. No, I mean, but- they, and they've been, they've had stretches when they've been, you know, really, really good, and 
And well, but I mean, you look at it; those times when he was really, really good, most of those times were with Larry Bird. Other than really early you know, in Isaiah the nineties, had some 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 success as the coach. There too. He had some success as the coach, yeah. But when you look at, especially later on with the with Jermaine O'Neal's and late in uh, Reggie Miller's career, those team with uh, Roy Hibbert, that whole group, that was all orchestrated by Larry Bird. Right, right, and they tried to get mad, uh, lightning to strike twice by bringing back Lance Stevenson yeah Lance Stevenson blowing kisses so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens in Indiana but so those those are some of the the basic headlines want to move on now to a we the people segment it's just uh, a reminder of a poll question uh, the results of a poll question I posed on the sports talk with Devin Wade group page Want to get your thoughts on that as well. You can go on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade, D-E-V-A-N, by the way, Sports Talk with Devin Wade uh, group page, and you'll see it. Uh, There's a poll there. Would you have drafted Joe Mixon on your team? And before I get your feedback on that, just the the backstory on that, young man, on the night of his 18th birthday, he was just hours old, just to turn 18, Got into uh, a heated exchange with a, a young female student. She, now I, I didn't see the spitting part, but they say she spit on him and she definitely put her hand, she pushed him and then slapped him. And for that, he decked her. I mean, it was bad. It was, it was, it was violent and it was quick. It was a one hitter and quitter. Quit it was, yeah, it was bad. And of course, that happened three years ago. And since then, he was allowed. He had to sit out a year at Oklahoma. He came back and is an outstanding running back. Many people thought that he was the best running back available in the draft. I didn't, uh, but I know he's among in the top three or four right. uh, of those backs. I think that he could have easily gone in the first round uh, if not for this type of baggage. He's since settled things with her. They've come out, made joint statements. He's apologized to her in person. Uh, he was not criminally, as, as I recall, not criminally uh, negligent. I don't think. I don't think he ever went to jail. I know that. No, he didn't go to jail. I don't. Did they ever charge him? I don't know if he was ever charged or not. But clearly, she struck him first. He struck her. Although, again, it was, it was a bad look. It was a really right. bad, bad thing. And uh, you know, so people obviously he is the topic of uh, topic of conversation and a hot topic at that. Well, the Cincinnati Bengals and Marv Lewis, hey, they're the new Raiders. They oh, really I mean, are. They, they, if you have a rap sheet, they will draft you. Yeah. Like they, they look for those players. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones and and you have other guys. Dante's perfect. I mean, just, who have a lot of off-the-field issues. But you know what? Marv Lewis does a great job. And you can say what you want about Pac-Man. Pac-Man is really kind of straightened up. Over, oh, over he just time. got in trouble not too long he ago. He got into to some trouble, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I mean that was light compared to what he yeah, was in trouble for. Yeah, that's a four, four on the on the Pac Man scale. <laughs> now he was rude to a reporter and he was rude to a cop, but that's a four on the Pac Man scale. So mm-hmm. he he's a milder, gentler Pac Man Jones, and, and like I said, he's he's hood to the heart. Bless bless him, <laughs> bless that child. He's, He's, he's hood, hood to the, to the heart. heart. He he's, is. He's and about that life. He is about <laughs> that life, and especially if you go back and delve into that, which I won't. I let those bones lay where they are, and, mm-hmm. and we'll see what comes of that. I'm, you know. But anyway, um, so I asked people, did, would you have drafted Joe Mixon on your team? And overwhelmingly, I got, of course, yes, I would. Now let me get your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I, I struggle with this, not for the uh, issue with the young lady, because that's, I think that that's. Well, it, just, I mean, okay, but, but let's let's let me rephrase it. Since you you going, don't make. I don't want this to be a wider discussion. I, I'm saying based on on that factor, on what happened in his personal life, would you have drafted him? And, and it could be any team. Pick a team. The I don't think back. he's good enough. Um. For the trouble that it'll cause, I just don't. I just don't uh, think he's good enough. Me personally, have I, you watched him? I watched him. Yeah, I he's, watched him against U of H. I watched well, him against, against Ohio State. I, I, I watched him. I, I'm not that crazy about D.D. Westbrook either. I, I just think he's 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 a smaller guy. So he, no, but but based just on that case, you would no. I don't think he's good enough. Okay, so running back from LSU, Fournette, Leonard Fournette. If he had hit a woman and it was an issue or something like that. I would have had to really think about it. Right. 
But what well, is, I mean, but uh, here's my thing, and, and and there's no, I mean, when people are super sensitive and people get pissed off and upset about these sorts of things, this is what I don't like. I I don't like the fact that they're trying to label this domestic violence because it's not a domestic violence situation. No. He was not dating this young lady. He didn't come home for a, from a date and whatever, whatever. It doesn't excuse it, uh, but I do think. And a lot of people, and really, this is divided across racial lines in a lot of ways too. Oh yeah, because the young because I had a lot of ladies white. Yeah, the young lady is white, and and and, and you know that aesthetically, you there's you, people do not want to see a black man hitting a white woman. That is that is sacrilege. And I mean, I'm just, this is just real talk, right? Real talk. You cannot as a black man hit a white woman. No, OJ will be hated for as you know. He's the William Shakespeare of hated because he's because of his his well, history I mean, of Ray violence. Rice, though Ray Rice hit his black wife. Yeah, but uh, but again, he was late in his career. He's coming off his two worst year, worst year for sure. Right. He was a, he was descending in talent, uh, and yeah, you're right. He, he caught hell too, but not you know a lot of people wanted him to get a second chance. That's true. I think the the there's a lot of anger uh, pointed towards uh, Mixon, Joe Mixon. That I really, I mean, I get it, but I don't. I mean, it was well, an issue. He, you know, and I don't. I'm not big on making excuses. For I'm not making he excuses. He was 17, though. But I'm, and I'm not making excuses either. He went to a place, some random chick jumped up in his face, spit on him, slapped him, and he got him off her. He got her off of him. Now, the method he chose wouldn't have been something that I would have chose or that I would have tell my my boys to choose. <laughs> but when you are aggressive with someone. You cannot dictate how they respond to your aggressiveness. Right, right, and and that, and actually, surprisingly enough, that was the theme that came from uh, a lot of women. A lot of African American women said that on on our show here in Houston, because again, that's a very hot topic, and you can you can say a lot of things. And, and again, I think his response was out of line. He right. was clearly wrong. Let me let me under let me right, of course. let He's me clarify wrong. and understand that we were raised to never put our hands on a woman. But again, at the same time, everybody was not raised with that message. And I don't alcohol was not involved for him. Now she she had been drinking right. from the accounts, but I think how long are you going to prosecute this case? How long are you going to Go after this guy for this offense. So I mean, that's I that's think he the did decision. his time. He, he he was all he had to sit out a year. He he did his his uh, whatever he had to do he for the, his community. Yeah, service. whatever he did, he did he, a lot of stuff. And he, and, it, and it cost him in the draft. I mean, because he was a, considered a first round talent. He did get selected in the in the second round. That's money that he's not going to ever get back. Yeah, they're saying a tw- what a twenty one million dollar difference. I think Forbes had an article about how much money he's missing. Um, because of that one incident right. over the life of his career, and they're projecting that out. I mean, that brings us actually to the quote of the week. Quote of the week uh, by Marv Lewis, Cincinnati head coach, on drafting Joe Mixon. We've done such a lot of work regarding Joe Mixon throughout the entire process this year, and based on all of the time, all of the research, we felt we can continue to move forward. Joe's situation kind of came to a settlement in all ways this week which also led to led us to feel better about the opportunity here to move forward. We have done all our due diligence we could we could do, uh, time spent interviewing people, everybody around him, everybody around his background, people that have coached him at Oklahoma with insight regarding him and how he has carried himself since that day. So that's Marv Lewis, and uh, I think Marv Lewis is— But what is he going to say? I mean, really, what is he going to say? The the Eagles said the same thing about Michael Vick. The I'm sure the Patriots, when they drafted Gonzalez. What do you, I mean, just, you say what you're supposed to say. But I know. I'm just saying just to, I mean, I don't put a lot of value in, oh, we, we did all our research. You But uh, you have to understand this. And and even in the article. They that made, I'm sure, and I'm sure they made him apologize because he hadn't apologized up until this point. No, wait, he went right, through Until all, right before the draft. No, he didn't, he didn't apologize personally to her. Uh, now he had made some apologies, he said, but he never said I apologize to you. He said I apologize for the situation, how I responded, such blah blah. blah. It was some kind of like generic response. It wasn't. Well, he may not have felt he needed to apologize. There's a lot of people feel like he shouldn't have apologized, but he wanted and, to get that check. But well, yeah, you're gonna do that. Yeah, of course. See, I'm not. Don't it, look if you do the crime and you do the time and you not, you don't think you really did anything wrong. Don't apologize. No, it loses no, his value. No. I don't. Who, the value is his bank account. Understand this. Under, no, no, no. Let's understand this. 
The NFL has no conscience. Let, let's let's stop that right now. The NFL has no conscience. Right. I mean, I don't disagree. They don't disagree. care about these guys and their injuries and what happened to their lives and the brain injuries and, and, and nothing else. They shoot them up full of drugs. And, and I love the NFL, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, I, but let's not pretend that the NFL cares. This is about one thing, money. Right. Money, and so they want, if he doesn't apologize, he just like me on the radio, if people in mass are angry at me and do not want to listen to me and turn the radios off, I have no value in this business. Right. Same thing with him. But, again, the only thing that I've always objected to lately, and this is a Roger Goodell thing, is that NFL taking this moral high ground that, oh, you have to represent the Shield. The Shield is a group of guys that run full speed and try to knock each other's heads off or, right. you know, take a leather ball into the end zone. So let's not – that's why I've said this over and over again. If you are out of jail that day, you can play for me. I, I wouldn't – at but, the end but, of the day, mo- a lot of fans really don't care. But the soccer moms and some of the other people, they they worry about images and things off the field. We really don't want to know all the things that the 1970s and 80s Oakland Raiders did or no. the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Oilers or, or any, any of them. the baseball players back in the day. Exactly. You know I mean? It's the same thing. But I don't want to take this quote and be like or, – or him apologizing and say, okay, well – Everything's hunky dory now. Everything's cool. Everything's better now. I don't believe that. I don't believe he's changed. Or oh, I believe he's changed. Yeah, you I, go through all that, you're gonna change. I think he he, he will never hit a woman again ever. Nah, I would put him I in a room that. full of women. I would and say hit, that. none of them will get hit. I, I don't. I, that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Look, I, he will never hit a woman again. He, you don't understand what it's like to be that guy. You, I I don't understand. But you don't can understand you what it's like to be to be a. You have to understand that people who who do these types of things and have this kind he, of mindset, they don't change. Okay, he Pac-Man Jones I is still getting in you, trouble. Um, I, I will bet you I'm not anything that, over okay. the next twenty five years, you will never hear of Joe Mixon hitting another woman. Now this is not this is different from like them child predators and those guys those recidivists and, and they there's something in them and, and really in, in a lot of cases you got to deprogram a lot of domestic violence people but do you this is not the same as a domestic violence case. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the same I'm saying when you had that type of mind state where you can you can physically assault someone he just was 17 bro I understand that but people. Don't. Are you the same as you were at no, 17? I, no, I'm not the same. No, I wouldn't make the same decisions. And and hopefully you're right. Let, let me just, hopefully you're right. I just, I don't, I, this is not that. Look, you can I, take him to, what? Well, you can take him to a tape in your Oprah where there's nothing but, but white women. He will never hit another woman. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, if Oprah anymore. came back, he did a talk show and filled the studio with her guests, Nothing but white women. No, nah, I mean, she had a bunch of different, I mean, a diverse audience. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. he will never hit a woman again. With that, going to take a time out, come back with our always live segment. You're way do too confident yeah, in Joe Mixon. We're we, we going always live. And uh, that's our Facebook, on Facebook Live. So if you get a chance to check us out uh, or leave us a message, please. I know people will not really like my response to some of these things. But I don't mean to be controversial. No. I just mean to... You know, to say what I what I think, and and that's how I feel about the situation. Again, he was just. I want to clarify this again because I don't want to be like a Joe Mixon apologist. I want to <laughs> catch hell like Marv Lewis is about to catch hell from all these women's groups. I don't advocate what he did, right? But I do think that he needs another chance. That that was several I years agree. ago. He I was agree. a young kid. It was a learning opportunity. He went through therapy and whatever they do did to deprogram. This angry black man. So with that, gonna take a time out. Come back with the Always Live segment. You're listening to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud.
Welcome to the Always Live segment. Want to welcome you guys on Facebook Live. And again, want to remind you, you can catch us via TuneIn, the TuneIn app also on uh, iTunes and on SoundCloud. So if you get an opportunity to check those things out, the important thing is we really, really want you guys to listen to the podcast. And you can kind of move around. You don't have to listen to it all at one sitting. You can kind of chop it up and listen to it. Of course, I'm Devin Wade. You can tweet me at Wade's Word. In addition to that, we've been talking quite a bit about a few things, and we want to get your opinion. want to remind you, if you do go on the Sports Talk with Devin, Devin Wade podcast vote. We have a couple of poll questions and the poll question today is all about Joe Mixon. Would you draft Joe Mixon? Yes or no? And of course, that brings up a number of controversial issues. I want to know what people think. The Cincinnati Bengals did, in fact, draft him. He, he was first round talent, didn't make it in the first round. Um, but again, he was drafted um, by Marv Lewis, he, who's taking a chance on him. Want to get your thoughts on that. So the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page, or actually the group page, and you can like the fan page. So you can, those are the ways you can reach out. Uh, you can comment on the bottom. I'm going to try to read your comments if you have a thought or two on Joe Mixon. And the other thing, the other big story, Deshaun Watson comes to Houston. So a lot of Texans fans are out there. And I know you guys are really, really happy about that. What do you think about Deshaun uh, Watson? Did the Texans give up too much? Is he the franchise quarterback this team has been looking for? Uh, I think he is the franchise quarterback. I like the, that he's going to get an opportunity to grow behind Tom Savage. I, I do believe Tom Savage will get hurt, uh, so he's going to have to be ready early. I think the coaching staff have a lot of uh, confidence in him. I heard an interview with Bill O'Brien. He said that he gave him more information that he get, than he gives most rookies. They seem really excited about him coming in. Uh, he was here early on in the process doing interviews, and, and they got a chance to talk to him and, and see how intelligent the guy is. He's supposed to be you know, a very cerebral uh, kind of quarterback. I read a story on his freshman year that he they talked to him about a blitz that they that Georgia only did ran two percent of the time and he wasn't supposed to start. He, he went into the game and they ran that blitz and he he saw it right there and threw a forty yard touchdown for his first pass of the, of his collegiate career. So this guy, I, I thought he was the best player, best quarterback going into the draft. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I think he's a really talented, talented guy. I know there's some some issues that with his release, his his, his interception rate, um, also his his uh, release, how long it takes him for to release the football. Uh, But that's that's things that that people are gonna that they're gonna nitpick and they're gonna say this is wrong with this player and this is wrong with that player. Dak Prescott won the third round for some of the same reasons. So. Well, this is what I say, and I I said this. Uh, I was at an NRG the night of the draft, and I had an opportunity to, in fact, go to the press conference to hear the words of uh, both Bill O'Brien and Rick Smith, and they kept repeating the word winner, winner. This guy's a winner. He's a winner. And I think that's important uh, when you're talking about the mindset you have to have. I don't think the, 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 the Texans have had a winner at quarterback in the franchise history. <laughs> I mean, you've had – you know, and I don't want to really – berate Matt Schaub because Matt Schaub was a credible NFL quarterback. He did some some nice things. But at the end of the day, this was the kind of move I'm as excited about. I'm more excited about this first-round draft pick than any other in the history of the franchise. When Mario Williams was drafted, you know, I wanted Reggie Bush or Vince, uh, Vince uh, Young. Yeah. I wanted V.Y. And in addition to that, when David Carr was taken, you had to have you had to pick a, a face of the franchise. At the beginning of the franchise, you had to take him. It was right. him or Joey Harrington, you, and you get it. You, I get it. I understand. That's the move you have to make. Uh, but this this is exciting, and and I you know and, and we have to temper that excitement because they've already said that Tom Savage is the quarterback this year. But I want to know if you guys are excited about Deshaun Watson because we certainly are. I am. I really am, and I think it gives them a, a talented, athletic person at quarterback, and they have not had that. They've had – think about it. Really, David Carr has been the most athletic. Uh, starting uh, quarterback, starting probably, Starting quarterback. Yeah. And, 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 you know, to have this guy come aboard and be a part of the team has been really, really huge. So, uh, again, it's a wonderful thing. I'm excited about Deshaun Watson. I want to get your thoughts on that as well. I think you know it'll. I think it'll be a rough season for Tom Savage because Tom Savage, the first time he throws two or three interceptions, guess what? 
I think I don't think it is, it's going to be that harsh. I think if the Texans start off slowly, like one and three or two and four or something like that, and then he starts to struggle, I think then you'll start hearing the boo birds and and wanting Deshaun Watson to play. But I think most Texans fans, most fans in the city are going to give him an opportunity uh, to see what Tom Savage can do and, and allow the rookie to kind of come on uh, a, a little slower and not r- throw him right into the fire early on. Well, again, want to get your thoughts on that. You can tweet me at Wade's Word. You can also post your comments here in addition to that uh, vote on the poll question for Joe Mixon. But I want to remind you guys, episode 18 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. We want you guys to check it out. And, uh, again, thank you so much for watching. But more importantly, we want you guys to subscribe and like us uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, or TuneIn. It's been uh, the always live segment of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Enjoy that all way live segment where we went on Facebook Live and uh, tried to get some interaction, just give uh, people an opportunity to see us and see what we do. Right now, it's time for Ballin' or Fallin'. Well, here's a list of three sports players, teams, entities, and sports. And I want to know from you guys, and I'll ask Biscuit first. Are these people balling or falling? And we start today with the sport of boxing. Anthony Joshua, rather, and I guess that speaks says volumes that I just got his name wrong. Mm-hmm. But Anthony Joshua defeated Vladimir Klitschko uh, Saturday night to retain his WBA heavyweight title. 19-0 and in the season, 19 knockouts. We talked about him earlier in the show. But is the sport of boxing on the comeback with this win? Is it balling? Or is it still losing ground to other sports and it will never truly come back? And by that, you they will be falling. So are they balling or falling? Well, I think you, you can't take it on as boxing as a whole because if you talk about balling or falling, you look at May, Floyd Mayweather – uh, getting some of the biggest amounts of money that any boxer's ever gotten ever. So that would lead you to believe that it is balling. Although the heavyweight division hasn't been balling, uh, which is what this these this ma- this boxing match was between the heavyweight champs. So I would have to say, even though it's it didn't have a long, it doesn't still doesn't have a long way to fall. I'm gonna say falling. Well, I'm going to go the other way. Anything, you know, for nine and a half years, the Klitschko's were, were heavyweight champs. All, you know, they had held titles. The brother, a few years back, he retired. And, mm-hmm. and so Vitaly uh, retired, so it was just Vladimir. And so I will say this. Uh, with, if you don't have a heavyweight champion that either speaks English or intimidates or scares you, then it's going to hurt the overall brand of boxing, the sport of boxing. I think boxing is balling because to have a guy it's hard to be afraid of a guy with a british accent well yeah that point taken <laughs> however i think it's getting closer to a uh, a champion that the american public can relate to yeah. and although they have n- had ninety thousand in the arena for that fight ultimately i thought it came down to uh i mean it comes down to his popularity or boxing's popularity in the united states so i'm gonna say the, the sport of boxing is balling now next one up Clippers. Now, obviously, the Los Angeles Clippers were eliminated from the NBA playoffs by the Utah Jazz in the first round after Blake Griffin got hurt. Things sort of fell apart. Chris Paul couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. (laughs) Paul Pierce is now retired. Should they keep this nucleus? Are they balling enough when healthy to keep this team together? Are they falling and you need to break this thing up? I don't think they should keep it together because they haven't put progressed in the playoffs i mean they've regressed i mean you, you not only have you not made it to the championship you haven't even been in contention and at the western in the western conference finals 
you got to break it up. You you have to. I mean, you still dealing. You have the new owner. He hasn't been able to put his his policies and procedures in well, place. Well, he has a team that's exciting and interesting. DeAndre Jordan. They have all the pieces. They just don't have the intangibles. Uh, but obviously, they don't because somebody's always getting hurt or they. Well, they don't, you can't they, control injuries. Though. Well, I mean that's true. You can't control it, but I mean something's going on. I mean every other team tries to manage in, injuries with with how they the doctors they hire or their facilities that they have. I mean. So a Clippers balls and falling. They're falling. I think I, I, I agree with you. I think they have uh, they fallen and can't get up. And I think you're gonna have to lose a valuable piece on that team. I probably would go with keeping Chris Paul and see what you can get for Blake Griffin and and see what moves can be made because they have talent all over the floor. But something has to give. I mean, we right. saw that. I mean, there's several teams that that had plateaued and you needed. I mean, look at Tampa Bay in football with when uh, Tony Dungy couldn't get them to the Super Bowl. Guess what? They got rid of Tony Dungy, although they were good every year. Right. And the next year, guess what? John Gruden takes them to the Super Bowl. Uh, no slight on Tony Dungy who went on to win the Super Bowl himself. But we see teams plateau. Usually it's with coaches. Right. I think you should keep Doc Rivers. I don't. I, I think you should keep Doc Rivers. Uh, and I think that. Blow it all up. Well, wow, and then you'll be the Clippers again? The you real mean, Clippers? You're always the Clippers. Well, and finally, in ball in the fall, the Chicago Bears make the move for uh, Mitchell Trubisky. They give up. Uh, they move up one spot. One spot. And for the one spot, they gave up. Uh, they flip-flop spots and gave up a third and a fourth round pick this year and a third round pick next year. They put all – and this is after they signed Mike Glennon. So I think you know where I'm leaning. I'm going to say the Chicago Bears have – Fallen. Oh, they're definitely falling. They they signed a guy who's only started 13 games in his college career. 13 games. No, sir. Get him out of here. Shouldn't have been taken that high. Shouldn't have been shouldn't have given up that amount of draft picks to get him. You've mortgaging your future over a guy who's only played 13 games. Get him out of here. The the John Fox. The, the, it was a dispute whether not not John Fox knew that they were actually going to draft a quarterback. They don't know what they're doing in Chicago. It's horrible. They are so fallen. Well, I agree with you on that one. And that will bring us to yet another segment that we like to do. It's called Hollywood Swinging. This is where we take a, a category of players or coaches or teams and compare it to a famous t- TV show. Now, this one is, again, a, a, you know, I lean, I, I trend towards the old school. Right. You, Which you know that. Yeah. So, so far we've done Martin. We've done, uh, what boom, else? The boom, 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 movie what? Boomerang. The yeah. movie Boomerang. This week we're doing... Good time. That's right. Good, good times. Time. So, with that, among these four quarterbacks... Mitchell Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Kaiser. Which one of these is James Evans, JJ, Michael, or Bookman? So I'm gonna we gotta think about this one for a little bit. I'm gonna go first. Well, who's James Evans? Who's in, son uh, of these, these boys? He's son of these boys. He's What's he's up, the, son? He's he's taking them to the woods. Yeah, he's daddy. He's the daddy of the bunch. Who's daddy? I'm, I'm, I got to go with Deshaun Watson. I, I, I said that, you know, a couple weeks ago coming into the draft, I was really excited about him. Saw what he did against Alabama two years in a row and in the ACC, which is not a anything to sniff at. So I, I'm going with Deshaun Watson. He's sunning these boys. Well, I would say James Evans is before the trip to Mississippi now. He's James Evans before the trip to Mississippi. Uh, that's going to be Deshaun Watson as well. I think he's, he's clearly – Clearly, the daddy of all of these these uh, in this category, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but not to sleep on a couple of other uh, of these guys. Uh, who's JJ? Now JJ is a colorful character. He's the star of the show, but he's kind of buffoonish, or at least adventurous. Buffoonish? No, not buffoonish. That's the strong word. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on your perspective on what happened to JJ after and the direction of the show. Which we could talk to, about that. He's by supposed the way. to be marrying Ann Coulter. No, that was. A, she said they weren't dating. Oh. I don't know. That is a whole different conversation. But no, he's a colorful character, and you know, and you know, you know. What can I say? What's your favorite? Uh, give, give me a dynamite for the, for the no, podcast. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, I think in, in, the, in the sense of who's the most colorful, who has the most personality, 
Uh, I think of Patrick Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech nah, is the JJ of the group. We are the same on the same page. I don't think he's a buffoon per se, but I do think he's the colorful kind of character. I think he's uh, well. JJ excitable. later on painted his painting career aside. Once he broke free from from Sweet Daddy and Alderman <laughs> Davis, you know he makes pretty bad decisions. You know, one time he delivered chicken. And, you know, I mean, that's why James left the show, right? He didn't like the direction that the, 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 you know, they didn't like. He didn't like the, the way they were going. So, uh, yeah. So we'll go that way with that. Michael, who's the little brother? Who is the little brother? Uh, I think I think Deshaun Kaiser. I I just don't I just don't really trust him that much and he seems like he is the little brother of the group. I mean he, he went to Notre Dame but he got drafted like in the third round or something like that. So he's went to Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say Mitchell Trubisky is is Michael. He's a little brother of the bunch. He he's getting the big bucks. He's the number two pick overall, but I think he's the little brother. I don't I, I just this has bad written all over. Chicago fans everywhere are going crazy over this pick and they do not and poor poor fella he didn't he can't help who picked him right. but he's definitely going to suffer the consequences so i think i'm going to go with michael being uh Mitchell Trubisky and finally who's bookman buffalo but <laughs> well i mean the only <laughs> one i have left is Mitchell Trubisky uh, i just don't <laughs> trust him i don't think he's going to be a great quarterback i don't think he's going to be successful the people the people <laughs> but in like Chicago bookman hate he will eat well with that <laughs> Number two overall he, pick Saturday. He will. He will eat well, but I don't. I don't see. You know, I don't see him being a success in Chicago. Yeah, I, I think uh, Bookman is, is Deshaun Kaiser. I think Kaiser is is a little bit out there. So you know, I, I, and he's a, a bit player. He's not going to hit the main. Well, he'll hit the main stage in Cleveland, but you know. That's because it's Cleveland. <laughs> so, uh, with that, that wraps up Hollywood Swinging. Finally, uh, before we get out of here, is the Have You Heard segment. This is where I okay. have come across some tidbits. And all of these things are, 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 are uh, draft-related. So I don't know if you heard any of these. And, and you can look up the video on this first one. Have you heard the story of the Florida State uh, defensive end Demarcus Walker, who grew up in Jacksonville, and he played for Florida State, but was drafted by the Denver Broncos and had never seen snow until Saturday. So he'd never seen snow in his entire life. Wow. And uh, you have to see the video. It's, it's, it's a funny video <laughs> to see him, you know, not know what to do with the snow. So, All right. Have you heard about the Dallas Cowboys fourth-round pick wide receiver Ryan Switzer? Oh, uh, have, he has the word believe tattooed inside the uh, of his bottom lip. Oh, wow. That's that had to be really painful and unnecessary. It's over the top. It's a bit much. But I mean, you made it already. What's a cowboy to do? I mean, you made it already. Who? What is? What are you proving? Well, he well he believed he was going to make it to the league. I guess that's. Uh, maybe he believes in, uh, on a higher level. Maybe that. Maybe that's what this is about. I, I, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, he is a uh, he's a believer, and in, in what I don't know, but <laughs> you know, he believes. And finally, have you heard, uh, and I know you haven't, my top 10 names of the NFL draft. And I'll go in reverse order. I'll go 10 to 1. Okay. Weston Steelhammer. Now, I won't get into who they are, where they play, whatever, whatever. Weston Steelhammer, number 10. Forset Lamp is number 9. A guy named Mike Tyson was actually drafted. Uh, he is now at the number 8 position. These are real names, by the way. These, right. These, you know, uh, real fish, people. yeah, real people. Fish Mitson is the number seven name. Fish Mitson, yeah, fish, fish. fish. Nice. You don't remember the show? You're not old enough to remember the show. Uh, fish, uh, oh, who was wow. a, it was a spinoff of Barn and Miller, and I played the bass. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Fish Mitson, number six, Jake Butt. Um, he was a really good player. And number five, Munchie Legault. I guess that's the right way to say that. Uh, Munchie Legault is the number five guy. Uh, Chunky uh, Munchie Legault sounds like a, a Canadian beer. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, maybe or, or a beer snack. Yeah. Uh, Chunky Clements is a is a, a good name. That's the number four of my top ten name. Number mm. three, Corn Elder. I like Corn. Just your name is Corn. I like it. Okay. Uh, number two, Money Hunter. He's the son of Tory Hunter. I, I like the dude. The dude is named Money. Right. Uh, Young Money. 
Yeah, so money, which again, we can get into the social ramifications of a name like that, but we won't hear. And my number one name is the new Dallas Cowboy, Taco Charlton. <laughs> so those I are like my money top hunter. I like, you, I like, you know, you. Do you have an all time favorite sports name, though? Uh, most unique. I have one. no, I, but I was thinking about quarterbacks and how every quarterback has like a strong name, you know, like Deshaun Watson or Joe Montana or Johnny Unitas or I'm thinking a lot of Jay Steve Young, you know, these I was thinking about that. Brock coming into Osweiler? The, no, exactly. He's not a great quarterback. I'm oh, thinking about great, the, quarterbacks. great quarterbacks. Mm. Yeah, great quarterbacks. Who, oh, I can give you one that's not a, a, a tough name, sturdy name. Fran Tarkington, which is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the history of the sport, although he is a Hall of Famer. Right. I mean, you have your exceptions, but, I mean, Dan Fouts. I mean, you got My some favorite, strong names. Yeah, no, no, that's I, how you know Mitchell Trubisky is not going to be a great quarterback. Well, he don't have a short, name. Mitch Trubisky, that's, that, that, that sounds like a ball nah, player. Nah. Maybe from the 50s, but yeah. Nah. Mm-mm. Uh, not my, here's my, he wasn't the quarterback. I though. know, but he, back then they played everything. <laughs> yeah. My favorite sports name, and you don't know this guy. Maybe many of you won't. Uh, Juju Harshaw. Okay, no, Juju I don't. Harshaw played for the um, Arkansas Razorbacks back in the day. He played before Barry Foster. I think he played alongside um, who was a, the great running back. He played not with uh, the quarter. I forget all of them, but uh, man, Wait. Jimmy Williams played on that team, and I forget the starting quarterback for that Arkansas team. I used to Quinn Grovey. Quinn Grovey. See, it came back to me on a, a Arkansas team. That ran rough shot over the Southwestern Conference. Well, that's how far back that goes. But wow, that's that's one of my favorite names, Juju Harshaw. Okay, I could think of more. Maybe we should. With that, gonna wrap up this edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Any final thoughts from you? Uh, no, I'm just looking forward to the. the to, I'm glad the draft is. Well, I mean, I'm gonna miss the draft. I always enjoy the draft, but. Uh, the Rockets take on the San Antonio Spurs in the second round of the playoffs. We didn't talk about any NBA, but I'm excited about the NBA playoffs. Uh, and uh, I'm taking I'm taking Cleveland to win. I'm taking Washington to win. I'm taking Golden State to sweep the Utah Jazz. And, and I'm also uh, taking the Spurs to beat the Rockets. Uh, and, and we'll have a chance to dissect. Well, over the next couple of weeks, we'll have a lot of chance to break down the NBA playoffs. With that, going to wrap it up. want to remind you guys on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, you can tweet me at Wade's Word. want you guys to have a, an incredible evening and a great day. And thank you so much. Please subscribe. Please share. Pass the word along. We're going to spotlight a city here soon. So look for episode 19 in the near future. want to thank you guys. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. And as always, have a great day.